preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Today from Will and Grace, Shelley Morrison is joining us. I love it when she's on. She's a lot of fun. Also, we go live to Iraq. We're going to visit with one of the soldiers' therapy dogs. Not the dog. Actually, we'll visit with the soldier. Also, I want to get something off my chest. Last week, we kicked off the show with the Pooch IQ test. Yeah, that's a test to see how smart your dog is. Now, it doesn't matter how smart your dog is. They can give you a lot of love. Sort of like me. I'm not the brightest tool in the... Yeah, but you've got a big heart. That said, I have one Pooch IQ test left at one 405 8405 Also coming up this hour, a Zoomback GPS collar for your canine. Which line should we go to? Any, uh, any, money is pick three. No, you just pick one. <laughs> I pick number three okay. is my one I pick. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Where are you calling from? Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, Iowa, listening on brand new affiliate KROS, huh? Yes. Oh, you're a good station, huh? Yes, it is. Oh, of course, they have animal radio. So tell <laughs> me, uh, what can we do for you today? Okay, well, I, I was calling because I heard about the IQ test. Oh, the pooch IQ test. Yes. <laughs> now, do you have a, do you, you probably do have a dog, right? I have two dogs. Which one's the smarter one, do you think? Well, that would be a little difficult to say. I have a... Terrier mix, uh-huh. who is, well, let me see, he was, he's like seven and a half years old. What's his name? His name is Buddy. Okay, Buddy the Terrier mix. He's my buddy because he follows me everywhere I go, and I think he's very smart. Uh-huh. My, um, one of my younger sons ended up getting a beagle puppy, well, it'd be about a year ago. Okay. And he had him for about a week and said, this dog's got to go, so I took him. He was just six weeks old at the time. Uh-huh. How's it working out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Had anyone told me about a beagle, <sighs> I feel sorry for Buddy now. Because the, the beagle's name is Peter. <laughs> my youngest son named him. Um, he terrorizes Bud. Well, now, a few weeks back, we were talking about the most intelligent dogs and the most difficult dogs to train. And topping the list of the most difficult dogs to train, which is kind of a nice way of saying not the most intelligent, uh, is the Shih Tzu. But the Beagle comes in number four. Number but you know what? He is very intelligent. He, he knows. But he's led by his nose. Yeah. Yeah, guys are like that, too, but it's a different part of the anatomy there. Yes, I understand that. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you the Pooch IQ test. It includes a bunch of uh, great toys that you can actually play and bond with your animals with. And what's your beagle's name? His name is Peter. Peter? Peter the beagle and Buddy the Okay, there's a a little story behind that. I have a three-year-old granddaughter, Uh and she loved when people would sniff her feet and say, ooh, stinky feet. (laughs) But she couldn't say feet. She said Pete. Oh. So when this little puppy was, you know, and we'd sit there and I'd say, oh, stinky Pete. (laughs) So he became Pete, which my son said, no, his name is Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. stinky Pete. (laughs) Well, we'll send you the test. You go ahead and test them both, and then call me back and let me know which one you felt was uh, the higher IQ in, of the two, the terrier or the beagle there, Buddy or Peter, okay? That would be really interesting to determine. Well, I don't know how accurate this test is. 
I would like to know how, how it, you know. It looks like fun. The one thing I will guarantee is it's a great bonding experience with your animals. Some great toys to play with them. Well, good. So hold on one second. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio on KROS, and I'll get some information okay. from you. Okay? Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And we go to Baghdad, Iraq, where we meet up with Captain Philip Rittermeyer. Uh, he is the chaplain for the 64th Brigade Support Battalion. How are you doing today? Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I wanted to get you on the phone to talk about Dean, who is your three-year-old Labrador, who you had, I believe, when you were here in the States, and you brought, as you were deployed, you brought to Iraq with you. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We adopted Dean. I adopted Dean about uh, about a month before our deployment uh, last fall. And what made you bring him along with you? Uh, I've done some work in the past with a uh, program out of the University of Missouri uh, called uh, Pet Power, and uh, we... As a civilian minister, I used my my dog to go into nursing homes and hospitals and visit uh, visit people. And just the reaction of the dog in a in a situation like that was just so overwhelming to me to see the the power of the therapy that a dog could provide. And uh, as I prepared to deploy and wanting to serve my troops the best that I could, I had the idea to take my dog with me and after my wife said there was no way that that was going to happen uh, I began looking for an alternative to take with us and I uh, found Dean at a local shelter and uh, he was uh, he was about the perfect dog you could ask for So you went into the shelter with thoughts of adopting a dog that would be a therapy dog in Iraq Yes sir Yes, sir. That was uh, the exact reason we adopted him. What was the general consensus? Was that okay? It was met with a little opposition at first. Uh, people that uh, people that I had talked to about it initially would say, "Oh, well, that can't happen. You know, that's not allowed. It's it's not in the regs." But uh, I I talked with uh, our mental health professional there at Fort Carson, and she actually said, "No, it is possible," and uh, helped me work through some of the uh, red tape. And my chain of command signed off on it, and. About a month before we deployed, I started bringing Dean to work with me, and it was instant. Uh, it was instantly noticed by all that uh, he was a welcome part of the team, and the soldiers just embraced him. And having him around was going to be a benefit. We knew that right away. So, so he's helped a lot of our soldiers. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Every <laughs> every day, I have uh, dozens of soldiers that Dean and I are in contact with. That uh, you can see it in their eyes. You can tell it in their attitude. Um, they're just genuinely better off having spent a small amount of time of their day with, with Dean. Is Dean the only therapy dog in Iraq? Uh, no, sir. No, the Army is currently in development of a therapy dog program, and they just recently deployed two uh, therapy dogs to country that have actually been through some very extensive training. Um, we didn't have much time, and uh, we, we tested Dean's temperament repeatedly. Uh, we tested him at some live fire ranges to see how he'd respond to uh, to explosions and, and gunfire, and then uh, then we just kind of winged it, and we're kind of learning as we go. But uh, yes, sir, there is a there is now a therapy dog program in the United States Army, and we have deployed two uh, two dogs that were trained by a civilian organization to do this kind of work. How long is Dean's tour of duty? Um, we are on fifteen month orders. Um, so he's got uh, just about a year left right now. How is Dean reacting? Dean, in, uh, in typical Labrador fashion, is very attached to me. And uh, he seems to be happy as long as I'm around. 
he really loves the attention. Uh, he loves being around people. Um, certain people that have treats in their office, he makes sure he goes to visit those people on a regular <laughs> basis. And uh, he just seems as happy as can be. Uh, he just doesn't seem to know any different. He doesn't, I guess, realize what he's missing out on by not being back in the United States. Uh, Dean is a pioneer. Both of you have sort of opened the doors for more therapy, of course. Uh, yes, sir. The program was already started. I mean, these dogs were in training that are here now long before Dean and I even deployed. But uh, he's, he's helped been a part of opening people's eyes to uh, what a dog like Dean can, can bring to a combat uh, situation. Are any of the soldiers allowed to bring their animals with them? Uh, uh, no, ma'am. No, um the regulations state that uh, no pets are allowed. They're not even. We're not even allowed to. Uh, if we find an animal here, take that animal as a pet. Um, you could just imagine, uh, you know, three thousand plus soldiers all wanting to bring an animal along with them. It would. It would be a little too much. And that's where Dean plays as kind of the surrogate pet for everyone. Uh, everybody sees him and says, "Oh, I miss my dog." But you know, if, if I can't have my dog, you know, Dean's is second best. And so he kind of plays the surrogate role for people who had to leave their pets at home because. Uh, most most soldiers have a, a pet of some kind, and uh, having to leave the pet is, is like leaving a member of the family. And so to have Dean here to kind of fill that role for him has been helpful for, for a lot of them. Does Dean do any sleepovers with the soldiers? Um, there's there's on occasion times when I'm gone from the FOB uh, on missions that are overnight, and uh, there's there's certain soldiers in uh, in my company that uh, that care for Dean in my absence. And uh, he stays. He mostly stays in our office area. He's got a bed in there. We'll help sleep in the night shift. We'll take care of him while they're in there because we have people obviously in our offices twenty four seven. And so he mainly stays in the office area when I'm gone, uh, and, the, and the soldiers on duty there take care of them. Does Dean have to wear any garb, any particular uh, uniform? Uh, during the day, no. Uh, for the most part, he just wears a uh, his collar, which is tags on him, and. Uh, his collar does happen to be an ACU pattern, which matches our uniforms, and it does have his name on it, similar to uh, to our uniforms. But um, for everyday wear here on the FOB, uh, when we're in what we call Uniform 1, which is just our normal everyday uniform, he's fine in that. If we have to upgrade our uniform or if he's traveling um, outside of the outside of the FOB, then he'll, he wears a, uh, a protective vest, um, similar to what police dogs wear. Um, it's a a Kevlar vest that would protect him from small arms fire or shrapnel should we be uh, attacked. Of course, our prayers are with you, and we hope you're home with us very soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time this morning. Captain Philip Rittermeyer, chaplain of the 64th Brigade Support Battalion, joining us. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, Stacy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you? You sound like you're, you're babysitting, maybe, or uh, at work. There you go. Yes, I got to talk quiet. Where are you? Uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. So you're listening on the internet? That's correct. Okay. What can I do for you today? Uh, the you had a GPS. Oh, the Zoomback GPS you're calling about, right? Absolutely. Well, do you have a dog? Uh, four. Four dogs. <laughs> right. Now, how, how will you decide which dog to put this on? Uh, the one that has the greyhound in him. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the greyhounds take off and they run away, huh? <laughs> yeah. Has he run away before? Um, not totally, no. He's, tr- he's, he's tried. He tries. I'm pretty fast. What's his name? Greer. 
Greer? Mm-hmm. Greer. Well, Greer has a brand new Zoomback GPS collar. Awesome. This is worth $200. Now, you got to report back to us. Let us know how it works for you. You'll be able to check out on the Internet and see where he is at any time to see what yard he's digging up, to see what trash he's in. <laughs> and, of course, if he gets lost, you'll be able to find him. Right. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, you can also set up perimeters within your area, within your yard, and you can get alerts on your cell phone if he crosses that boundary so you'll know immediately when he gets out of the yard. Oh, good deal. Good deal. We haven't fenced in, but he's tricky. Uh-huh. He is tricky. Okay. <laughs> well, Stacy, hold on one second. You and Greer are hooked up. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Okay, thank you. Hi, this is Dick Van Patten on Animal Radio. And be sure to spade your pets. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. The birds in Decatur, Illinois, were driving the residents batty. 30,000-odd starlings invaded the city each year, taking over the city park, dive-bombing pedestrians, and bullying other birds. After all the conventional solutions failed, the town called in James Solace, an 83-year-old man, sometimes referred to as the Birdman or the Crow Whisperer. Solace said he could make the birds leave, but demanded complete secrecy, warning officials not to spy on him. In desperation, he was hired, and just like that, the birds all flew away. The residents of Decatur don't know how he persuaded the birds to leave. They're just glad he did it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people, too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. 
preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Is she there? Our friend from Will and Grace, Shelley Morrison. Can you please hit line five? Hi, Shelley. Very good. Do you remember me? Probably not. I don't know how she no, could forget No, because us, I'm though. the cute one. <laughs> the I, really... I, well, give, give me a hint. An adoption event. Adoption event. Oh, Carson Carp. You were Hello, there with... sweetheart. How are you doing? See, I knew she would remember. Yeah. You didn't even need to tell her that. Yeah, she Goodness, said... I remember, and it was it was after quite a rain, and, and, and it was kind of muddy. Uh-huh. So how are you doing? I'm getting over a silly cold, so if my voice kind of cracks, forgive me. Well, you know what? And that's uh, that puts things in jeopardy because you're doing a lot of voiceovers recently, haven't you? I've been doing a lot of voiceovers. Um, I've been doing a lot of charity work. I've been doing a lot of campaigning for a presidential candidate. You've been staying very, very busy. Well... As long as there's life in me, but specifically, uh, my, my heart really belongs to the animals. Well, it always has. And, of course, the big gala at the uh, Farm Sanctuary, well, their, their event that happens yearly. I first heard about Farm Sanctuary a number of years ago. I did uh, Celebrity Blackjack, which uh-huh. isn't on the air anymore. And the reason I did it is they don't pay you, but if you do the show immediately, they give you... $10,000 for your favorite charity. Yeah. Wow. I remember that. Yeah. So I met Billy Baldwin. Uh-huh. One of the Baldwin brothers who is adorable and a gentleman and very bright. And he's the one who first told me about uh, Farm Sanctuary. And then we cut to uh, a few years later we're doing Will and Grace and his brother Alec Baldwin comes to do a bunch of shows with us. Uh-huh. And Alec and I would just, he would just tell me all about this extraordinary organization. Well, you know, there we have new listeners since last year's gala, so I'm wondering if you could tell listeners about the Farm Sanctuary, some of the guts and glory of it. It was one of the first organizations to document the cruelties of factory farming. Really one of the first organizations to get some things done, get some That's legislation put through. Uh, I remember uh, my dear friend Gretchen Weiler, who yes. we lost. Uh, extraordinary woman who worked actress activist uh, for the Humane Society, and every year we would she would we would have the Genesis Awards. Yes, we just uh, covered that with Wendy Malik last week, and, and that of course. Oh, I is love a- Wendy. Oh God, I love that woman. <laughs> Isn't she wonderful? <clears throat> oh All God, of you. All we of worked you. together years ago. Um, whenever we see each other, it's it's see. Whatever cachet we might have as, call it celebrity, if we don't utilize that to shine the light on areas to educate people. I was watching Brad Pitt last night uh, on KNBC uh, talking about what he's doing in New Orleans to build homes Mm -hmm. uh, environmentally green homes uh-huh. uh, to give back and he's shining a light on that and for any celebrity who takes it's uh. essential that 
we honor the animals because then when it so we can honor the two legged uh, each other. Uh, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, and sometimes I just want to scream and say, I'm mad as hell and I don't want to take it anymore. But you find the areas where if you reach one person, if you just reach one person, and the next time they go to check their email, that they say, oh, let me check out Farm Sanctuary. Just one person. And maybe that person will tell someone else. And that's just like a, a ripple effect when you throw a pebble in, 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 in a stream. Uh-huh. Mm. And it's very gratifying, too. What, what about at home? Do you have animals at home, pets at home? We're down to one cat. <laughs> down uh, to <laughs> all our rescue dogs, at, at, all of them quite aged, have crossed over. And uh, we're down to Cleo, our crazy cat. Cle- what makes him crazy? She uh, she sleeps on the bed with me, and if I move my feet, she doesn't like it, so she bites me. And good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to make ample room for all the cats. Uh, oh, on the bed. they're so dear. Yes, uh, they are. We're we're going to give ourselves a little time right now. We just lost our our dear Katie Aww. just uh, a couple of months ago, and I keep thinking I see her out of the corner of my eye. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I found her when she was a puppy, uh, starving to death in Hollywood in the middle of the street. Mm. And uh, she was with us for 14 years. She weighed 70 pounds. God bless her. She was a big one. You got to celebrate <laughs> that life and, and just realize that that animal was homeless on the streets and probably lived. A, you probably spoiled her pretty good, Shelley. I'm thinking if I know you. Oh yeah, well, uh, all our rescue animals, uh, we have we have had quite a few. We have all their ashes uh, in our bedroom, and every night before I go to sleep, I, I, I kiss their little boxes. Mm. And, uh, oh goodness, I'm going to get for Klimt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oy, oy, I was, you I, know, what, <laughs> uh, exactly what I was just going to say, even with the word for Klimt. <laughs> <laughs> I just, there are teachers, they teach us all the animals all the animals teach us. They teach us unconditional love. They teach us non-judgmental behavior. We have to honor them. And, and, and if, if indeed the world cannot cross over into that area of not eating something with a face, uh, to honor these animals that give up their lives so they can have sustenance. It's, it's just, we, we, we cannot only think of the money. We cannot think of how profitable it will be to condemn these animals to such horror. All of them are sentient beings. All of them. All of them. Uh, my husband and I follow the Native American traditions, and the philosophy is just so simple. It so resonates with, it kept us grounded. It's that everyone and everything is sacred. Mm-hmm. And divine. Yes. Shall yes. I- Getting goosebumps. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, look at the hairs on my arm there. They're standing TV. up. They're, they're standing up. Shelly, thank you so much. We hope to do this again soon. Bless you both for doing what you do. Bless you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pet.
Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. A lot of people call up. They say, what does that spell? Does that spell anything? Not that I know of. I did spend last night trying to figure it out. Kofluggina is what it spells, but really it's easier at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Oh, this is Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi. Judy, Judy, Judy. That's my name. A couple of Judys here, huh? Yes. Where are you calling from, Judy? Hi, Judy. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling from Twin Falls, Idaho. Well, listening on uh, KSLJ, we appreciate it. Yes. Thank what, you for listening. What is your question today? Well, I was looking to get a pet that was something different. I've had dogs, many dogs in the past, and I was thinking of getting a ferret this time. Ooh. Um, adopting a ferret, actually, but I don't know that much about them, and I wondered, are they really good pets? Hmm. You know, I've never had a what, ferret. You're looking at me. You don't have any answers there? Well, no, I do. I do. I, I, I don't. I've never had a ferret because I lived in California most of my life, and they are illegal. In California. Um, in California. But that may change someday. It may. Well, we'll certainly an underground. What, yeah, population. we'll see what Schwarzenegger does with that. But um, And they are illegal in New York. So I would suggest the first thing you do is check to see the legality for Idaho. Yeah, there's probably no, they allow anybody in Idaho. Yeah, don't they? I think so. I think Idaho is yeah, one of those much. states. Idaho and Montana. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but but from what I hear, ferrets make very good pets. They they do. They're very cuddly. They smell a little bit. I've yeah. noticed. Uh, I have Musky. neighbors who who have them. They they are a little bit smelly, but they are fairly clean, and they keep themselves clean. And uh, they're actually pretty cute little animals to to have. And they definitely are different. Yes. Why not a cactus, ma'am? A cactus might be a good pet. That's what I start off with. A little more abrasive than a ferret, I think. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you have any children? No, they're grown. Okay, good. Because ferrets don't make really good pets for young. Not for young children. Ferrets really need to be supervised all the time. Really? Yeah, they don't. You shouldn't keep them in the cage a lot. But big sh- chewers, aren't they? I'm not sure if they're real big chewers, but they um, they get stressed very easily. How about an iguana, ma'am? <laughs> I'm just no, trying. I to, had one of those already. Oh, I already did one of those. Okay, I'm just trying to think of different that. animals. Uh, they 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 have a. Actually, ferrets have an attention span of about a two-year-old. Oh, really? Yes. You can litter train them uh, for their cage. You want to make sure that they get out. They're very social animals. But when they get out, they're like a two-year-old. They start playing, and they forget, and they have their little accidents. Yeah. So you might... Would it be better to get more than one? Ooh. I would suggest that you do get at least two. I think the companionship uh, with them to have a friend is very important. I don't know if you're gone a lot, if you're worked during the day. and How about a chimpanzee, ma'am? <laughs> well, uh, I might it. consider that. <laughs> <laughs> or no, thank you, I have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, get him some company. <laughs> and you know, I want to correct something that Hal said. Uh-oh. They are not always clean. Oh, really? No, no, no. They, they get a little dirty. They... Um, they're just not meticulously clean. Oh. Is, it, is that why they smell sometimes? No, that's just something in their makeup and their chemical. They can smell a little musky. They are cute, though. Yes. And I would suggest that you make sure that if you do get a ferret, that you also keep 
a little cash on hand for vet visits. Oh, really? Yeah, because you'll first of all, you might it might take you a while to find a vet that that will specialize specialize in and work with ferrets. Now, do you get your your ferrets spayed and neutered? Yes, you do. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, you do. And because the average cost of an emergency visit to the vet is about five hundred dollars for a ferret. Oh, really? Yes. So make sure that you have money socked away for that. But uh, I'd still recommend it. They're very cuddly. They're very affectionate. And well, there's probably some good websites too. Yes, and they bond really well with their humans. Oh, good, good. So, so well, that's a that's a, a an a okay for the uh, the ferret suggestion there. Let let us know how that works if you do get a ferret, and uh, then we can see if we were right or wrong. Yeah. Can you tell me who I would call to find out if if they're allowed here? Uh, there's plenty of great online sites uh, that that will help you select a ferret, uh, help you find different vaccinations that you need for ferrets and all the information you need all you, all you got to do really is put ferret in Google and I find a, a good dozen great sites that pop up immediately I'll do that thank you so much thank you for calling have fun with your, with your new ferret yeah and send us pictures let us know if it works I will. and if it doesn't work out call and say hey, you know what your suggestion really was bomb it didn't, it didn't work out you're fired okay. yes we'll, we'll take the ferret <laughs> off your hands in that case oh okay <laughs> wait, wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> Don't you want a ferret here in the studio, a studio ferret? Hi, I'm Fluffy, the studio ferret. (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. With tearful goodbyes, more than 100 South Floridians surrendered their exotic animals Saturday at a zoo event designed to give owners an alternative to simply turning them loose. I'm Hal Abrams reporting. Of 150 pets handed over, all but six found new homes. It all took place during the exotic pet amnesty day in Florida. Among the more bizarre submissions were a rhino iguana, a spotted African serval cat, and a coat Monday, which is a raccoon-looking mammal found in South Africa. Now regulations on owning exotic pets have tightened in the past year. Tighter restrictions usually mean more animals are released into the wild, which can be difficult for domesticated exotic animals of course. A Burmese pythons eat the already rare Key Largo wood rat, and parakeets cause power failures because they nest in the transformers, and iguanas, well, they consume landscape vegetation. Miami resident Ray Padilla, he came in with seven snakes, Burmese pythons, and Colombian boas, each in a pillowcase. He says he started collecting them as pets when he was five and simply has no more room. Of course, the process wasn't easy for some of the old guardians. Debbie Cooperman cried as she left behind her iguana. She adopted it after some drunken neighbors in her apartment complex threw it off a balcony. I have three dogs, two cats, and I'm getting older. It's an overwhelming responsibility for me. Now you can learn all about last weekend's exotic pet amnesty day. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. 
worms. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. PetGadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, PetGadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Let's head on over to Oroville, California. Do you know where that is? No, I don't. We're uh, hooking up with a pet taxi service. And uh, this young lady, Pat Cunning, 71 years young, has started this pet taxi service. Hi, how are you doing, Pat? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Where is Oroville? Oroville is uh, south of Chico, California, and about 90 miles north of Sacramento. You've been a charter bus driver. You've traveled over 5 million miles. Is that correct? That's correct. I guess for the last few years, you've had a very successful pet sitting service. Uh, for the last two years, yes, I have. So you've, you've combined them two. How did you come up with the idea of a pet taxi service, and how is it going? Well, it's not doing well right now because I just started it probably a month ago. And what I was in my vet's office one day, and uh, they were talking about some of their customers couldn't get their animals in for their vaccinations a routine uh, checkup. Uh-huh. So they said, I said, well, do you think a pet taxi would work? And uh, we talked about it, and they said, well, you know, hey, try it, because I'm not out any money on it. I'm, <clears throat> I'm really not doing any advertisement. And I took my business cards around to all the different vet's office, and I've had just the, about four calls. Four calls in the, the last month and a half, okay. Mm-hmm. So we need to stir up some business for you, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I understand your radio station doesn't come up this high. Oh, it's everywhere. It's oh. everywhere. Well, I, what I also think is uh, if there is seniors out there that are physically able and love animals, it, you know, they could try it also. So if there's somebody else that has the driving experience and loves animals, this might be a good career for them to head. Right. I mean, you know, uh, most people that uh, do take their animals to the vets, they're usually well-behaved animals. Uh, now, the cats, the kitty cats, have to be crated. Sure. Uh, the dogs, if they're well-trained dogs, in fact, they can even sit beside me in the passenger seat. Do you like doing this? Yes. Yes. After being 40 years with human beings, I love it. <laughs> so they're easier to transport than humans. <laughs> Well, not at first. I, I, 
don't want to go sound wrong on that. I loved my job as a charter bus driver. But there was times the older I got, which, it, you know, a lot of times it might have been my fault because of attitude. But uh, animals, no matter what mood you're in, an animal loves you. Now, how much do you charge for this? I have three different ranges. In the downtown area, it's uh, 950 that's round trip. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. And then an outlining area, which uh, you're not familiar with that area, but let's say it's 10 miles from downtown. That's uh, 1450 Pretty cheap rates. Does anybody ever come to you and say, will you transport me, the human, the two-legged human for those rates? No, I can't do that. Won't do that. In fact, the humans can't even go with me when I hold it. They're animals. Oh, so you go with the animal and you stay there while they're... Uh, having their visit with the veterinarian? Yes. Uh-huh. And what happens, the owners will call down ahead of time and say, you know, what what they want the animal checked for or, or the shot or a routine physical. Uh, groomers, the same thing. I would take the dog to the groomer and then pick it up whenever it's done. Now, do you do this all by yourself? You my sister, well, yes. On the taxi, yes. On the house sitting, I have my sister. If I get overbooked, she will spend the night with some of the animals. Sure. Do you have a, a website where we can learn more? No, sir. I'm sure I don't. I'm too old to try to learn how to use a computer. Too old to learn? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, we'll leave information at animalradio.com if you live in the uh, Oroville area or, or surrounding areas and you're interested in the pet taxi service. Or if you want to start a pet taxi service, we'll also give you a way to get some information to hook up with Pat here. Pat Cutting, the pet taxi service out of Oroville, California. Thanks so much for joining us, Pat. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. Hi, this is Sheena Easton on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. It's so important. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Tracy Ann Maines from our partners at Pets 911. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Many of us going out adopting a new animal, perhaps a cat. I say perhaps a cat because we're thinking again a cat. Another cat. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for you. You're well, be- here's some things to consider before you adopt it. Okay. Um, obviously, absolutely spay-neutering is so important. It's great that we have a day and a month to really focus on it. But as you said, part of what could help solve some of the adoption issues would be spaying and neutering your pets to reduce that population to begin with. So, But let's move on to your cat. What should you consider before adopting? Okay. So we came up with, we usually have eight, but we actually have nine on this one. Nine questions to ask yourself. Um, first and foremost, do you have time for a pet? You know, a lot of people like the commercial look of the pet laying by the fireplace and coming home from work. But do you actually have time to dedicate to a pet? Now, Tracy, are there certain pets that you need less time or more time for? Probably snakes. (laughs) Not so much time for snakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, But most pets, you know, if you're... Most people are looking at adopting a dog or a cat. And, you know, some people think cats take a little less time, but I think that... You know, cats also need love and attention, and they need uh, not to be bored. So they need items to play with. They need to know that you're there. 
uh, and aware that they're there and taking care of them. So, There's this myth that, that they're independent. Right. They're not. <laughs> I know mine wasn't when I had one. He was uh, he was independent, but when he wanted attention, he wanted you there. So you better have the time for him. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, make sure you have the time for a pet. If you're, you know, are you... Do you have a busy lifestyle? A lot of people have a busy lifestyle, but they can still, they include their pet in that. Their pet is part of their busy lifestyle. You know, they take them to the dog park, they take them on runs, you know, they incorporate them into their lifestyle, and that's great. Um, A lot of people think, well, I'm really busy, so I should get a really active dog, like a cattle dog or a dog that requires a lot of run time and activity. Mm. Um, But what you need to consider is you're busy, but are you busy? at home or with activities that you can include your pet with, or are you busy away? You travel a lot, um, you know, you're not home a lot. Those different types of things may dictate what type of uh, dog, what type of cat you get. And it's not saying that you can't have one. It's just make sure that when you're adopting, you let the shelter workers know you're out of town X number of days, you know, that type of thing. Okay. And I worked with a woman who her dog went everywhere she went. It's the most well-traveled dog, I think, in the history of dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes everywhere. I called him the Mad Russian. She got him in <laughs> Russia. And he's a very well-traveled dog. He's extremely used to hotels and, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. But um, another thing to consider are other pets in your house. You know, you guys are thinking of getting a cat. I assume you have another one. Yeah, we, we have a couple, three, four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 27. <laughs> Crazy cat man. Yes. But, uh, you know, another thing to consider are, are you the pets in your home. Do they... Are they alpha dogs, alpha cats? I don't know. Are there alpha cats? Yes, sure. there are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, are they real passive? How are they going to relate? So make sure when you adopt that you take your other pets down as well as other family members because you may have the perfect uh, pet in mind for you and your spouse, but then when you take your children, you find out that maybe that's not such a good match. Um, and the same thing with your pets. You take your other pets down and you find out that they don't get along well with this one, but this one over here, they all act like they've been together forever. Sure. So that's a very important step in adopting. Do you want a calm, low-key pet or do you want a pet that's going to be jumping up and down, meeting you at the door with a leash saying, okay, it's time to go for our run? Mm. You know, what type of pet are you looking for? Do you want a lap warmer while you're watching um, Lost or... Grey's Anatomy or something like that, <laughs> or are you out, you know, with this pet going, come on, Buster, let's go for a jog, you know. So that's that's another thing. And a big one, Hal, is can you afford a pet? <sighs> because it goes way beyond what's the adoption fee? Are they charging me for spay neuter? Did they charge me for a microchip? Um, pets have to eat. So you know, I bill. hear cats can go seven days, Tracy. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Not recommended. Yeah, I'm thinking, no, you don't believe that. Okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that's another thing is the cost after you acquire the pet. Mm, yeah. You know, people think of the initial fee, but they don't take into account uh, the flea tick treatments, the heartworm treatments, you know, different things like that that... That pets need for well-being. You know, and the vets are now have new procedures, more and more procedures, so the veterinarian experience can be very expensive these days. <sighs> it can be, but the great thing about vets is they usually give you options and estimates beforehand, so don't let that scare you, but you definitely need to, to take into account that there are going to be monthly costs to having a pet, even if it's the bag of dog food. Um, another big thing are allergies. Does anyone in your, your family suffer from allergies? Yeah, I do. But, I do, too. <laughs> yeah? You do you? Yep. You do, what do you do? Just deal with it, or do you take medicines? I deal with it, and when it gets bad, I'll pop a pill. 
But for the most part, I got used to them. You know, it took me a while. It took me, a, you know, three or four weeks. But after a while, I just got used to them. And every once in a while, all the stars in the universe converge and I have a bad day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's when I take a pill. But some, especially with children, if they have asthma or allergies, you really want to make sure that you're getting the right pet. Okay. I've heard pet. that if you have pets around your children when they're small, they have less of a chance of developing allergies later on. They get a resistance, right. huh? Yes. I've heard that, too. It would be interesting to know if it's a urban legend or, True. or a fact, but it would seem to make sense. Let's just you... perpetrate that rumor. Let's do Let's it. start it right okay. now. That's right. Expose your kids to all kinds of pets. <laughs> be great. <laughs> okay, we're with Tracy and Means from Pets 911. Of course, you can find out more about Pets 911 at www.pets911.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. We're running out of time, but after you've adopted that cat or dog, what do we need to know? Well, let me run them down real quick. You want to limit the space that your new pet has access to because a, a new home can be overwhelming. So introduce them to them a little bit at a time. Same thing with people visiting your home. Try to limit that to a couple of people. Don't bring everybody over all at one time to meet the new family member. Always supervise your pets. If you have more than one, you're introducing a new one. Um, and then also exercise them. Do something with them every day. It doesn't have to be a walk. You can play ball with them, tug of war, as long as you always win. And, uh, <laughs> you know, different things like that. No, you're serious about that. you got to win as being the alpha That's in, the, right. in the family there. That's right. And if you have an overly aggressive dog, you don't want to play tug of war. It sounds like a big responsibility, and it is a big responsibility. But in the end, they bring us so much love, so much warmth, so much unconditional consideration. And we love those little animals. Oh, that's well worth it. Tracy Ann Maines from Pets 911. That's all we have time for this hour. Remember, we're streaming online live 24-7 at AnimalRadio.com. Remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and don't declaw. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network. Hey, fellow animal thrill seekers. This show originally aired last year. I dream about it every night, so we figured we'd play it again for you. Oh, boy. Remember, you can get fresh animal radio at animalradio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Ooh, you lucky devil. Time for your weekly animal radio fix. <laughs> Hey, I have a fix over here that I'm trying to fix. You got you got Bugarelli on your lap over there. I got Boog the Studio Cat, and for those, no one can see me, but whenever I put my headphones on, I have ears, and he thinks that's a signal for him to come up here, and I'm to sit here and brush him the whole time I'm doing the show. What, it, is, it isn't? Yeah. This week, L.A. Times columnist Al Martinez joining us. Always a fun guy. Always pick C. Get you qualified for the summer giveaway. The package is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We'll tell you all about it. Also, Lucky, Lucky the cat. Lucky was really lucky. Got hit by a car and is saved by an animal radio angel, Barrett Clifton, and uh, new laws, new pet laws. Uh, Tammy Grimes, you remember her? She, she chained herself to a tree. Uh, we'll see. We'll check in and see how she's doing. She's trying to, along with uh, 15 other contestants, trying to stay out there as long as they can. The one that stays out the longest, I believe, picks up a uh, Chevrolet. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. 
Oh, hi there, Hal. How you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, there's two things that really trip my trigger. Of course, as you know, I love pets, thus the hosting animal radio. <laughs> Makes sense. It does make sense. And I also love gadgets. And you know that from the summer giveaways because I'm always looking at all the gadgets in the summer giveaways. You put those two things together and you got a mix that I just love. PetGadgets.com. Jeff Mott, you're the founder of that website. And that's exactly what it is. Tell, tell the listeners if it's anything more than what I've said. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically along those lines, and there's gadgets that you're just not going to find normally at most places. So uh, that's kind of how I started the site. I was looking for myself for just something different, you know, just not the same old stuff. I kind of felt I was bored with it, and I kind of sensed my pets were bored with the same old stuff. So I, I couldn't believe it after an exhaustive uh, search. What were you looking for? I was just kind of looking for maybe more electronics, high-tech uh, items, just kind of things like that, just to have more fun. And you know, I just kept searching, and occasionally I'd find a few things fragmented, but I realized there had to be one site for it. So before you know it, I came up with the idea, acquired the name, and here we are. And if you want to follow along at home, we're at uh, PetGadgets.com, PetGadgets with an S.com, and uh, you've actually picked, all, picked some items out today. Yes, actually. Um, there's. Um, I would like to kind of discuss just that by October, we're going to have a lot of new products that are coming out that everyone's been waiting for. Okay. And uh, one of them is the Quick Finder, which detects the nail's blood vessel. So if you've ever tried to cut your Ooh. dog's oh, nail, wow. I know. And, and, you know, you can sense the dog is uh, sensing anxiety and then you're, uh, you know, kind of having trouble too. But now with this new device, you'll be able to see it. Think of it as a stud finder, you know, for pets. So <laughs> it, it's great. Now, will this work on black nails? Yes, that's the great thing about this. And it's going to retail for right around $25. And I think that's a great price to have peace of mind, know you're going to do it safe and, and kind of keep up with it, which is always wow, a good thing, I right? I love that. I, what about cats? Can you, uh... Yeah, yeah, you can use that for cats just as well, believe it or not, as long as you have a cat that's going to be nice to you. <laughs> but you know, all cats have white nails, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's you can not see... true. Yes, it that's is. Not true. Yes, it is. I you will can show see you the a quick. cat that doesn't have a you white nail. You can see the quick on cats. I think there's even one in this studio that doesn't have white <laughs> nails. But uh, I, I'm telling you, my wife breaks out in a sweat when she goes to cut their nails, even though she's really <laughs> careful with it. So she's uh, anxiously awaiting this, as well as many other people that keep emailing me and say, hey, when is this available? Well, that's, wow. a, that's a great device like because, that. of course, here at Animal Radio, we uh, advocate that you do not declaw. Do not declaw. One of the one of the most obvious ways to uh, get around the problem besides cement furniture is to cut the nails. Exactly. And you can do that. Uh, a quick bean, and, and for those of you that are new to it, a quick is actually the uh, the, the mark, the bloodline blood on a nail where you're supposed to cut just below that. Uh, not as in quick, like cut them quick. Uh, although I'm sure this <laughs> will help you cut them quick. And it's really simple. The red light means uh, don't cut. Green says go ahead. So it's it's not any simpler than that. <laughs> I love that. And, of course, you'll find that uh, coming out, what, in October? Yeah, at... right around October time frame for about $25. Right? PetGadgets.com. Okay, what else do we have? Yeah, now for cats, we have something called the Cat Genie. Uh, this is just another incredible item. Basically, everyone nowadays uh, has to get uh, cat litter. And with this device, it's, uh, it's almost like a toilet for cats. And it looks like a toilet, but it's permanent granules. So what happens is the waste actually liquefies right through it you never have to buy cat litter again and it sanitizes and it cleans the whole thing and you can hook it up through a, a dishwasher drain or even to your toilet but it's going to retail for about three hundred dollars but this is getting so much demand already and people can't wait to have this that's what you, you have to have a water line for that yeah you have yes. to have a water line or you can just uh, hook it up to your toilet as well there's a way to do it that way and that was featured at the uh at our big global pet expo 
new pet product show. And if you yes. want to hear that show, you can uh, log online to AnimalRadio.com. Meanwhile, it's PetGadgets.com. What else do we have? Yeah, this next uh, thing. Uh, and once again, it seems like there's a theme. Everyone has this ramping up for around the fall, October time. There's a product that's a climate-controlled pet carrier. And it's state-of-the-art. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And then you can kind of control whether you need cold or, or heat. And uh, it's perfect. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a beautiful uh, uh, workmanship. I love it. That's coming out in October. Yeah, October time frame. I believe that was also featured in the yes. Global Pet Expo uh, yep, show. Yeah, Okay. Okay, that's a we. So far we have the Quick Finder, the Cat Genie, the Climate Controlled Pet Carrier. A couple of more? Yes. Uh, now this one I think a lot of people are going to like. Uh, everyone likes to play with your little squeaky toys, but, you know, after a while they kind of can drive you a little bit crazy. Oh, but, yeah. but not with this uh, Sonics. Uh, it's a Sonic squeaky toy, but it's silent. You won't even hear it. An oh, ultrasonic squeaker that only your dog can hear. Wow. I like that. That's a good idea. Now, does it annoy them or do they like it? No, they like it. They seem to kind of look around. They kind of have that quick look. Now, where did I hear that? And it's kind of neat because, you know, it emits that, and you're not going to hear it. It's just above the range of human hearing. Um, they, they, they really uh, enjoy it, and it's, it's, it's kind of fun to play with. How neat. Yeah. Like Very good. PetGadgets.com is where you're going to find that. Is that That's available now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You, can, you yeah. can get that. And there's different ones, so you can have fun if you want to collect a whole line. There's, like, probably about seven of them to have fun with. We're talking with Jeff Maud, who's uh, put together and founded uh, PetGadgets.com. Which, of course, is my ultimate dream, uh, molding pet and gadgets together. Uh, one more item. Sure. Well, now this is for exercise for your dog, and also you can kind of be lazy if you're sitting around out in your back and your dog just loves to chase a tennis ball. You have a product called Go Dog Go, and it, it shoots a tennis ball about 15 to 30 feet, and you have a remote control, so you can sit in your lounge chair, maybe even have a cold <laughs> beer, and it will just shoot it out every 7 to 15 seconds. You control it, and your dog's just happy as a lark, and you're having a great time sitting back watching. There you go. The top five at Pet Gadgets. Go, dog, go with the remote control, the sonic squeaky, uh, the climate control pet carrier, the cat genie, the toilet that, yeah, you might have to install it in your bathroom, uh, and then you'll be waiting to use the bathroom along with everybody else. Yeah. And, of course, I think this has got to be the number one pick, Quick yes. Finder. Yes. Uh, aiding in cutting your pet's nails, which, of course, for cats, is uh, could be a very, very serious thing. And uh, if you don't own a pair of gauntlets, this <laughs> would probably be the best next thing. Or the next best thing. Jeff, we, we appreciate you spending time with us today. And Thanks we, so much. We appreciate should do it again, it. I think. Well, yeah, as I see some crazy things and neat things that I think are innovative, I'll, I'll keep you guys in mind, and I'm looking forward to coming back. You know what we ought to do, Judy, is What's we that? ought to get one of those ultrasonic, sonic, uh, the squeaky toys uh-huh. that we were just talking about. Right. And we ought to just play it in the background during the show. <laughs> And no one would hear it. <laughs> they wouldn't even know we were doing it, But huh? their dogs would be going crazy. Oh, that's funny. We'll have to get one of those. Yeah, get right on that, will okay, you? I will. Oh, is this mic on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're going to go to Tammy Grimes now, and I think she's on line two. Hi, Tammy. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. I just now chained myself. So. You, you just now chained yourself. Set the scene, if you will. Well, I was a little behind schedule myself because we got going a little late. There was only two of us this year pretty much arranging it, and we'd never done it before. So I can say it was a little chaotic this morning. Okay. Um, but our doghouse scene is incredible. I'm going to try to upload pictures tonight, but um, you guys should see the field. It's so awesome. There's doghouses all over, and the porta potties and the contestants just laying there under their umbrellas. So how many so. contestants finally showed up? 
I believe we have 11. We had 15 set to show up plus an alternate, and only 10 showed up, and the alternate showed up. Okay, and for those of you that are just tuning in, know nothing of this, all of these contestants will be chained to a doghouse for how long? As long as they can last. We can only go a maximum of two weeks, so we'll see how long they make it. Yeah, and uh, if you do make it two weeks, uh, or if you're the one to make it the longest, you pick up a a Chevrolet, huh? Yep, a new Chevy Aveo. It's sitting out in the... uh, They're all in a baseball diamond, so... um, The the car's actually in the diamond, and they're out in the field of the baseball field. And uh, some of the stories about the contestants. Uh, Give us one or two of the stories of uh, the contestants and why they're doing this. Okay, well, you know, they're all different. Um, one of the ones who came from South Carolina, well, she's the only one who came from South Carolina. Her name's Michael, and she, she does a lot of rescue, and she has her own rescue dogs and rescued horses. So to her, it was all about the, you know, taking the stand. Uh, there was a couple like that. We have a couple that I'm pretty sure are here to win that car. Sure. <laughs> you know, but hey, I don't care why they're here as long as they're out there competing, right? <laughs> now, you say two weeks. What if uh, what if you have a couple of people left in two weeks? Well, what we're going to do is that if after seven days we have more than seven people, we're going to eliminate one a day using a elimination-style game. Okay. So reality TV. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're copying as much of, from reality TV as we can. <laughs> okay. Well, you sent us pictures, and we're going to post them at AnimalRadio.com so listeners can see this here. Have you, did you ever figure out the webcam situation? No, we couldn't make that happen for this year, but we figured, well, we'll do the next best thing, upload pictures every day, and next year, if we do it again, we'll definitely be on the webcam. Very, very good. We'll post the pictures at Animal Radio. We'll check in with you uh, maybe next week. What do you say? Absolutely. Good luck. And what's, the, what's the weather like there, Tammy? It's beautiful today. It's actually a little on the hot side, but I'd much prefer that to rain. So, Do you have any trees or anything, or are you out in the, in the heat? The, all the contestants are out in the heat, and so am I, but I'm kind of right outside the concession stand because I may have to work, so yeah, <laughs> I'm well, kind of in and out. But I, I can't reach the front of the concession stand, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. <laughs> okay, well, we wish you the best of luck. Good luck. Let me know if you need anything there, okay? Okay, thank you, guys. There you go. The wonderful Tammy Grimes showing that it really does suck to be a dog on the end of a chain, and uh, you don't want to do that. Check out Tammy's website, dogsdeservebetter.org. Pretty amazing what she's doing there, isn't it? Yes, I don't think I could do it. But you did something similar. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, sort of, but I was much younger at the time when I did that. <laughs> and, of course, that was uh, I lived in the doghouse for a while. She's chained herself to a, a tree or, or to something. In, a doghouse, I think. Doghouse? Yeah. That's, in this hot weather, I don't know if I could do that. Anyway, coming up, Lucky, a cat that uh, was hit by a car, found us, and we helped him out. Animal Radio Angel on the way. Always pick C. If you want to qualify for the summer giveaway, the easiest contest in the world, always pick C. Go ahead and give us a call right now. 1-866-405-8405. Don't, did you ever have one of those blanks where it's a number that you knew? Just gone all Finally, of a sudden. You, you know, you had such a hard time and then you got it. I didn't think you'd ever miss it again. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. 
Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator, the first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water, preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline.com and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at all. At Onesto Organics, we believe in whole foods for the whole animal. All of our human-grade organic pet foods are unrefined and dehydrated to preserve vital nutrients. Our veggie hides for dogs are delicious, nutritious, and completely free of grain, gluten, corn, and soy. Onesto Organics, we're all about healthful goodness for your pet. Honestly, nothing less will do. Check us out at www.onestoorganics.com. The Pet Expo is coming to the Greater Reading Expo Center. All your favorite pets under one roof. Dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, horses, ferrets, and pot-bellied pigs. Hey, cat lovers, don't miss the AACE Cat Show. You like large cats? How about a 400-pound Bengal tiger? Or marvel at the high-flying performance dogs. Watch the rare and ancient breed dog show. See the rainforest reptile shows. And kids, enjoy the petting zoo and pony rides. Check out the great show prices on pet products and accessories. It's all at the Pet Expo at the Greater Reading Expo Center. Bring the whole family. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. I'm guessing four or five times a week we get a call from a listener that says, you know, I'm having these behavioral problems with my dog. And ultimately, these are very hyperactive dogs that aren't getting the exercise that they need. Right. And they're acting out. Because I don't of blame it. them. I'm like that. <laughs> no, seriously. If I don't go out and get my walk or my exercise and I stay in the office all day, I become a very grumpy guy. And yes, I could do all do. kinds of nasty things. Uh, there is a great new book out. I picked it up just the other day. Hip Ideas for Hyper Dogs. Thank God someone is finally addressing this in a book. And that person, that someone, that special someone is Amy Amen, director of the Amiable Dog Training Facility, nationally known for her expertise in training unusual dog breeds and solving difficult problems. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hello, Hal. I'm just great, and I'm so delighted to be on talking about this topic. Do you see this in all types of breeds, or are there more breeds that need more of the stimulation? You know, there are some dogs who... Uh, definitely, in general terms, tend to need more stimulation. Border Collies come to mind. Uh, Labradors come to mind. But on the other hand, I mean, think about Labradors. Some of them are really excitable, kind of challenging and frustrating because you have to keep them entertained and you have to keep them under control. But others are the laziest critters in the world. It's hard to get them up off the couch <laughs> to take them for a walk. So individual dogs are all individuals regardless of breed. What kind of activities do you recommend for these dogs? 
there are so many things, and it is so individual, because different dogs are really jazzed by certain activities, and others not so much. And the same things go for their human companions. So I'd like to find a nice balance here. Yeah, I'm, I'm like one of those guys that likes to sit on the couch a lot, but I have the hyper dog. How do I, what, what kind of activity would fit somebody who does Oh, a lot of couch sitting? How about positioning it in front of a staircase so that you can throw the ball down and your dog can run back up with it? <laughs> There's also this thing called a ball stomper. I, I got this product from a company, and I use it with my little dogs in the house. And you're going to be happy to know, Hal, you could even do this from a seated <laughs> position. What you do is it's this projectile thing that sits on the floor, and there's a little ball. They come in different sizes depending on your dog. And I just stomp on this thing, and it shoots the ball off into the corner. It kind of ricochets around. <laughs> my rat terrier and my chihuahua just love it. Another thing that you can do that improves the obedience, and if you have two couch sitters in one household, this is really going to work well. Uh You have one person on the other end of the house, maybe have a long hallway or something, uh, the other seated uh, farthest away from them as possible within Uh that house, and you practice calling the dog to come back and forth, giving them a (laughs) treat each time. And it... You know, I live in Wisconsin. Did you realize it's 40 degrees right now? Yes, you don't want to go out. In a couple, well, 40 degrees is fine. Tomorrow I won't want to. (laughs) It's going to be 10 below. So at that time, I want to exercise my dog indoors. And if I can do so with another person calling the dog back and forth, not only is the dog exercised and mentally stimulated, I'm improving his obedience as well. I think some of these ideas in the book are good, even if your dog isn't hyper. They're great, great activities to uh, to play from snow sports to backpacking and hiking to tire pulling. What is tire pulling? <laughs> it's such an efficient way to exercise a dog. Tires come in different sizes, right? So if you have a dog who's just learning this activity or a little bit smaller, you make sure to get a real small tire attached to a rope or a chain, and then on uh, you have a harness on the dog, and you attach the tire, uh, which is attached to the rope, to the harness. So that instead of just walking the dog, um, you see a walk, that's not enough exercise for your average golden retriever. People think they're doing a great job. Oh, I walk them every day for 20 minutes. Well, a walk is just above the level of sleeping. So to up the ante, tire pulling is a good thing because you can do it in the city and you can do it over the, you know, while you're doing your normal walk, only the dog gets a much better workout and feels so much more satisfied because he's pulling the weight of the tire. You know, I mentioned at the top of the interview some of the aggressive behavior that we get calls about or just unusual behavior. What kind of behaviors in general can we put a halt to by applying some of these hip ideas for hyper dogs? Um, That is an excellent question. You know, a dog who is excitable, sometimes that excitability, it moves from just the dog pulling on the leash to the dog barking, then barking frantically, then lunging, and then finally he's so keyed up, although he's not truly an aggressive dog, he can end up biting someone. Uh, We certainly want to make certain to intervene and get the control so that doesn't happen. And, of course, you want to prepare and have your dog leashed in situations where his behavior hasn't been the best in the past so that you can use the leash to control him and make him 
do their uh, follow through on the commands that you're giving, for instance. Another thing that you don't want to do is yell at a dog. Um, it, it, people say, oh, all I need to do is raise my voice. Well, a lot of times that confuses a dog. Even if he is not a sensitive dog, they can end up cowering and be being extremely apprehensive about a situation where they shouldn't be. Um, if your dog is sensitive, of course, he's going to get more so with yelling. So keep your voice neutral. You know, give him puppy sit. Good dog. Okay. Um, so you should inflect but never yell. Another thing that I recommend people not do is greet the dog the instant they walk in the house. Oh, yeah. This is tough for people because you get a dog because you love him. But if every time you walk through that door, you celebrate, he is going to chew. How can we blame him for being hyper then and assaulting everyone who comes in the door? And, and when I say assault, it means with enthusiasm. <laughs> but what I encourage people to do is for the first 15 minutes, they busy themselves with other activities, you know, at the computer or changing their clothes. They can take the dog out to go potty to relieve himself, but they shouldn't emotionally engage with the dog for those first 15 minutes. And their guests should do likewise. Um, so visitors should be informed of this. After that 15 minutes, though, here's the beautiful thing. You can take out the ball stomper or uh, any other play item. Roll around with the dog on the floor. Greet him in any way that you like. But, again, you're encouraging him by doing this not to get all hyper when people come into the door. If you want more hip ideas for hyper dogs, and even if they're not, it's uh, you know some great activities that might, let's say you have an obese animal. There's some great activities in here that you can utilize for your obese animal, since that's what we're talking about today. Oh, absolutely. Amy, we appreciate you joining us. I have 10 copies to give away right now, one 405 8405 if you have a hyper pup. Otherwise, pick it up at any bookstore. Hip Ideas for Hyper Dogs on the Howell Bookhouse label. Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me on, Hal. Thanks, Judy. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Hey, fellow animal thrill seekers. This show originally aired last year. I dream about it every night, so we figured we'd play it again for you. Oh, boy. Remember, you can get fresh animal radio at animalradio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Coming up in just a few minutes. Always Pixie. I don't know. I'm just planking out today, left and right. Always Pixie. We'll get you qualified for the summer giveaway. But right now, uh, something we've been trying to start for the last few weeks, just time prohibitive. We get a lot of letters here at Animal Radio. And uh, we, we decided that uh, we would respond to them, as many as we can. Uh, many of them are asking for help. Financial it's, help? Usually financial help or medical help in one way or another with somebody's sick animal. We got this one via email. And by the way, you can email us at uh, yourvoice at animalradio.com. And, and the subject you want to put, Animal Radio Angel, if you're responding to this. Uh, we get this email. Hi there. I'm hoping that you can help me get connected to any groups that you can. I found a kitten that had been hit by a car. Ooh. Yeah. I took it to the vet. Didn't have the heart to put it to sleep. Found out it had a broken femur. 
Now, Judy, I don't know much about uh, bones. I think but that's I, a broken leg. It's not a good thing, is it? No. Well, she goes on to say, I could, couldn't really afford the operation, but I also couldn't put the otherwise healthy kitten to sleep. I paid to have the x-rays and the tests, and I managed to get a couple of organizations to help, but I'm still left with a large vet bill. Uh, the cat has a, has had the operation, and in 30 or 40 days, it should have the metal rod taken out. Apparently, had to have a metal rod inserted. Ooh. I believe we have Jeanette on the phone and her veterinarian. Hi, Jeanette. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Go ahead and tell us this story. You you found this cat. It had been hit by a car. Is that correct? Um, yeah. My nephew called me up from his work, and he said that he actually saw this cat. It had been hit by a car, and he didn't know what to do. Um, so he called me up, and I raced down there. It's only about five minutes from where I live. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found the little thing, and he was... He wasn't moving very much. He was kind of lethargic, sort of. Sure. Um, and he was actually, it looked like he was bleeding from the mouth. What, is, what does he look like? Um, he's really cute. He <laughs> is um, about four months old. Okay. And he's black and white, but mainly black. And he has white around his chin, and his little paws are white, so it looks as if they have, like, little mittens. Okay. And, and so you found him. There was, there was unfortunately, uh, blood uh, coming from his mouth, so there probably was not a, a great prognosis at that time. Yeah, no, we were really, really worried about him. Okay. Um, so I went ahead, and I wasn't quite sure what to do with him. And I went ahead, and um, we called Animal Control. Mm-hmm. And Animal Control came out there. And the lady looked at him, and she's on a vet, but she looked at him up and down, and she said that she thought that he was going to be okay, mm-hmm. um, and that... He wasn't bleeding internally. It looked like maybe he had actually bitten his lip. Oh, sure, okay. But it wasn't quite as bad as, you know, we were kind of thinking. But she said that if she went ahead and took it that night, that they would have to put it to sleep because there's so many animals. And being that this one yeah. didn't look like it was in perfect health, they'd oh, no. they just have to put it to sleep. I I couldn't let that, you know, that happen to him because he was just so, so cute. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and I, I took him home. Mm-hmm. And um, he it was just like an absolute trooper because, you know, there was something, it was obvious that there was something wrong with him. Uh-huh. Um, but a little trooper, and he would go up and down the steps, and I had like a little cat bed for him by the sofa, and he would hop up on the sofa because he didn't want to be by himself on the floor. <laughs> and he was just really, just totally, totally cute little kitten and stuff. When, when did you decide that something was probably wrong? Um, we waited a few days, and he just seemed to be limping more and more. And I mean, but little trooper, you know, he, he wasn't meowing that much, but you could just see the way that he was walking was, you know, kind of strange and kind of odd there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I went ahead and decided to take him to a vet. We did x-rays and found that actually Lucky had a uh, a broken leg. His femur was broken. Linda Smith, you're at uh, Riverside Animal Hospital in the, well, the L.A. Basin. You're listening on Coast or K-Big. You want to know about Riverside Animal Hospital. They've helped out with this whole thing here. We actually had to pin the leg to repair it. And, and what does that mean exactly? He has a rod that goes yes. in there? Yes, there's a steel rod that goes um, through the top of his femur, uh-huh. which is your bone that goes from your hip to your knee. Mm, okay. Ooh. A broken femur. Now, do you have any other pets at home? Um, I have one little chinchilla. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he gets along really good with him, too. <laughs> so you're, you're probably thinking, okay, I found this cat. Uh, it, it seems that there was nothing wrong, but now we, we find out there's a broken femur, yeah. and you're probably thinking, hmm, that's going to cost a little bit of money, huh? Exactly, yeah. Yesterday, when I wasn't here, they removed the pin. Everything healed around the pin, and so we went ahead and put him under anesthetic, x-rayed. Everything looked good. 
and uh, remove the pin. So he's ready to go home. So he did real well, actually. How long did he have the pin inserted? Um, About three and a half months, approximately. I just, I couldn't put him to sleep. I mean, by then, even though I'd only had him for a few days, he was just so cute. I felt like this bond to him, and I just... I couldn't put him to sleep. Well, uh, so you, you went ahead and had the surgery, and you, you have a big vet bill, huh? Yes. <laughs> but I have a cute cat. <laughs> but a cute cat, big vet bill. Yes. What what kind of rehab uh, will he have to go through? Anything? Um, nothing right now. You know, initially we kept him here for quite a while in order to keep him um, very quiet. And uh, when we sent him home, we also told her she's going to have to keep him quiet. Some people build a particular cage or just keep him in a room where he does not have access to uh, jump, you know, and re-injure the leg or bend the pin. Uh, Have you asked any other organizations to help you with the vet bill? Um, I did. I asked, um, I looked on the Internet, Mm -hmm. and I kind of did some research that way. And so I found a group called um, Actors um, and Others. What, What was it? Actors and Others. Actors and Others, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they went ahead and said that they would make um, a partial pledge. And um, there's another one called um, Animal um, Garden Society. Okay. And they went ahead and said that they would make a pledge as well. And these are both organizations in the in the Los Angeles area? Yes. And, uh, but there's still a little bit left on the bill, huh? Yes. What was the total cost of all his well, care? Well, um, you know, I'd say, you know, and, and our prices are absolutely, um, you know, we're really a fair hospital. The surgery for his leg was $450. Mm-hmm. Um, plus he had x-rays and he had leukemia AIDS tests. And he was also neutered while he was here. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're probably looking at uh, about... Uh, Approximately 600 total mm-hmm. with everything. And there was no charge for the last several rechecks, nor taking the pin out. Mm-hmm. So um, everything was inclusive. All the rechecks were free and everything. So the x-rays yesterday were free. The anesthetic was free. Well, good. I'm glad you guys have done yeah. that. And we're going to uh, we're going to close out the account. Uh, all of us here at Animal Radio would like to pay off what the balances do for Lucky. I'll let Judy take care of that because uh, right. she has all the money, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. wow. That would be totally, totally great. Thank you. Now, how's Lucky doing? He is doing a lot better now. We really appreciate it. We're always always grateful for people that are in need and other organizations can help out. Well, are you going to keep him? Yes, I'm definitely going to keep him. I have a bond with him now. So. <laughs> Funny how these things happen, huh? Yes, yes. See, the cat knew. He knew. <laughs> I think both Lucky and Jeanette are lucky. Yes, they are. He's a little slugger, and so now he is a lucky cat. Send us a picture of you two, and we'd like to go ahead and post it at the website. Okay, okay, great. There you go. Jeanette and Lucky, thank you so much for uh, taking care of Lucky and being just a good Samaritan, a good pet lover all over. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for helping me. I really, really, we both really, really appreciate it. If you are in need of help or you'd like to be an Animal Radio Angel and help somebody out, go ahead and email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Our first Animal Radio Angel. Biospot premium flea and tick control products for dogs and cats. One application keeps pets free of fleas and ticks for up to four weeks. Biospot, available at your local pet store or visit www.biospot.com. We're going to the phones next, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. Oh, 
<laughs> Looks like you caught me peeking in your bathroom closet. Hi, I'm Be Humane, star of Be Humane Goes Shopping. Perhaps you've heard of me. You've got a lot of stuff that was tested on animals. Shampoo, cleaner, mascara. Did you know that some of these companies still test their products on animals? Throw this stuff out. You see, you have a choice when buying your household and cosmetic products. You can make a difference for animals by only buying cruelty-free products. What? How do you know these products are cruelty-free? Request a free compassionate shopping guide from AAVS. To know which companies are cruelty-free, just call 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org and look for my movie, Be Humane, Go Shopping. Don't forget, 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org. Hey, fellow animal thrill-seekers. This show originally aired last I dream about it every night, so we figured we'd play it again for you. Oh, boy. Remember, you can get fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. Okay, we're going to get someone qualified for the summer giveaway, which is uh, colossal. It's going to be even bigger than it was last year. We'll tell you in just a couple of minutes all that's in it, but let's uh, go to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hello? Hello. Hi. I can barely hear you. Oh, well, we'll turn up our volume a little bit there. Oh, that's much better. Um, This is Denise from Brigham City. Hi, Denise. Hi there. Um, this I, my cat, who's an indoor outdoor cat, okay. has bumps on her chin, mm. and she itches them, and she likes me to itch them, <laughs> but they're gross. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Hal knows the answer to this one. Yeah, I do. All right, what color are they? Do you know? Black. They are black. Well, black and red. Okay. They. This is what's called feline acne, and it's actually pretty common. No, and, sir. Yes, and um, if if you've just recently changed the food bowl, uh, perhaps uh, a lot of times cats are allergic to the food bowls. What are some other reasons? Well, they're, they're allergic to the plastic food bowls. Okay. So you want to have like a ceramic bowl because when they're eating, their chin is touching their bowl, and that can cause it to, you know get a little dirty and cause acne while they're eating. So you want the ceramic bowls. What about, um, can I use stainless steel bowls? Yes. Yes. Yes, those will Okay, work. good. But the best thing right now is you want to take care of it because you don't want it to get infected. Should it get infected, it could uh, be dangerous. Clearasil. Actually, not Clearasil, but Stridex. Or, no, sir. Uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide, yes. both of those will work, and those are uh, not too harsh for cats. And you just rub a little underneath uh, their chin every couple of nights. If it keeps going on, you want to go to the vet and make sure it's taken care of with an antibiotic because like I said, it could be dangerous. Oh, okay. Before you go... Yes, sir. We want to... Don't, please don't call me, sir. <laughs> please don't. We want, to, we want to get you qualified for the no-name giveaway, the summer giveaway, and all you need to do is answer three questions in the Always Pick C game. Do you want to participate? Oh, absolutely. I already know the answer. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, the first question, how fast can an adult cat run? A, it depends on how fast the object they're chasing is moving. B, up to 12 miles per hour when being chased by a dog. Or C, 
cats don't run, they're too damn lazy. What would oh. the answer be? Oh, see. Oh, there Yay. you go. She's so confident. Yeah. Too. She, she well, now the pressure's on, though. Yes, it is. The last question. Yes. Your cat comes. Uh, your cat comes when you want him to. Only when a, when you call here, kitty, 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 kitty. B, when you open a can of cat food. Or C, are you crazy? Cats don't come when you call them. What would the answer be? Take your time. Yeah, take your you time. Mm, guess, you know that's a tough one. Yes. Because, you know, there's no option of all of the above. Yes, it is. And there's no option of none of the above. Yes, no, there isn't. Not in this game. You know, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go to sea. Well, we have a winner here. The summer giveaway. <laughs> Hold on one second. 1-866-405-8405. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man. Eddie Money, make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. No stranger to Animal Radio, we welcome back Dr. Deborah Mandel. Hi, Doc. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. The last time we spoke, it was Red Cross's, the American Red Cross's Dog First Aid book. Now you have the cat book out. This is awesome. It's very good. Because there's two different books, there obviously must be differences in care and aid between dogs and cats, obviously. A, a very large difference between cats and dogs. So what's the difference? What are we going to learn in the, the new Cat First Aid book? Well, it, it definitely goes through the same um, topics. It has health and wellness topics. It also gives directions on treatment from everything from cuts and scrapes to rescue steps if your cat is choking or has a cardiac emergency. Yet it also, very importantly, goes goes through cat-specific emergencies and that cats are not small dogs and they can't be treated as small dogs. They don't tolerate many things that dogs um, do tolerate, so you really have to be careful. A lot of this information can be found in big, big, big books, but when you're down to the wire, when you have a situation where you need a, a it it's, needs to be first aid, it's really very accessible in this. Uh, you have, actually, it looks like you're giving in, in this picture here, and I'm just looking at the pictures, I haven't read this, but it looks like there's a, a Heimlich maneuver or some kind of... Yep, there's the abdominal going. thrust, all different, you know, three different techniques to, to go through if your cat is choking. Um, same with goes through how to start CPR if you have a um, cardiac arrest. Um, all the way to more common emergencies like block the cat, so urethral obstructions, or extre- extremely important emergencies. And just like the dog first aid book, you have a DVD with it, a 30-minute DVD. What's on the DVD? Um, similar topics. Again, it takes you through all of the um, different techniques for choking, how to perform CPR and rescue breathing, different signs to look for in different emergencies, poisons, um, cuts and abrasions. So it takes you through all of the different emergencies with an actual person and cat so you get a much better idea. How do you get the cats to act in this DVD? You know, they were really well-behaved, great cats. So we were pretty lucky. Well, I'm going to have to check out the DVD as soon as we get off the air here. Now, I would imagine the best course of action here is to watch the DVD, and then in an emergency, you can immediately reference 
the text that goes with it. Is that correct? Yeah, you definitely want to go through it um, a couple of times. One, it goes through what's normal for your cat, and that's really important so you can signal when it's not normal. Good to know it is in the Cat First Aid Be Red Cross Ready Safety Series Volume 3 just came out with the DVD. And, and what is that, Judy? We have seven we copies. Have seven copies seven to give away. Seven copies to give away. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Now, because it is an American Red Cross publication, can we get it at any bookstore, or do we have to go through the Red Cross to get it? I think for now, your your best option is to visit the Red Cross. Um, website, which is www.redcross.org. Everyone that has an animal should have one of these on hand. Especially if it's a cat or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, we appreciate you spending time with us today. Absolutely. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Feline heartworms, a deadly and hidden threat. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. Most cat owners don't worry about heartworm disease, and fewer still use any sort of heartworm preventive. But as veterinary scientists continue to discover, feline heartworm disease has become a severe threat to our cat companions. Recent studies have shown that 26% of cats from the Gulf Coast area have signs of heartworm infection at some point in their lives, and 10% of them actually have heartworms. Yet only about 5% of all cat owners use any sort of heartworm preventive. Like dogs, cats acquire the parasite from mosquitoes, but this is where the similarity ends. Cats are abnormal hosts for the heartworm, and these heartworms will live very shortened lives. Now you might think that's a good thing, but heartworms actually can cause more serious and severe disease in cats than they do in dogs. It is not unusual for a dog to live many years with 50 worms in their heart, but a cat with a single heartworm can die suddenly, often with no apparent clinical signs whatsoever. In addition, your inside-only cat is just as susceptible as an outdoor tomcat. In fact, some studies show indoor cats are more susceptible. Upon infecting a cat, the heartworm larvae will travel through the blood vessels of the heart and lungs where it grows to be about two inches long. At this time, cats may exhibit some respiratory symptoms that are often misdiagnosed as bronchitis or asthma. As the heartworms get older, symptoms will often diminish. In fact, evidence suggests that the live heartworms actually suppress the cat's immune function and the cat appears to tolerate infection. But when these older worms start to die, massive inflammation can occur, leading to acute lung injury and even sudden death in your cat. The cats literally die within an hour. So what signs should you look for to make sure your cat is safe? Cats with heartworm disease may exhibit difficulty breathing, coughing, or vomiting. Because this disease can cause such a terrible outcome in a short period of time, your veterinarian should immediately examine any cat that has these signs. Now, tests are available for heartworm disease, but again, unlike dogs, testing cats is complex and confusing. To make matters even worse, there's no approved way to treat heartworm disease in cats. So, prevention is the key. And on that front, there's some good news. 
Heartworm preventives are available for cats and are as easy to give as the medications designed for dogs. These preventives are available in both oral and topical formulations and your veterinary staff can help you choose the right one. Your veterinarian can also help you make sense of the heartworm testing options we have for cats. Preventing heartworm disease in cats is only one step to helping your feline friends live long and healthy lives. Twice yearly physical exams, blood tests, and appropriate vaccinations can all do their part to ensure your cat's health. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Okay, we got to get out of here. That's it for this hour. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you get an animal this week, please spay or neuter. And if you get a cat, don't defaw. And if you want a certain breed, please go to a breed rescue. Google them online. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.